Well, hello. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. And uh, this is a uh, this is a really special one because this is our first. No, it's not. It's our last. It's our last episode of 2020. And it's our first episode of a new season. It's it is a last and first situation. And I'm pretty excited about it. And uh, my name is Jason and I'm joined all the way across town by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? It's going so well. I am just thrilled and delighted with uh, the opportunity that we have to talk about this episode of Parks and Recreation. We're looking at season three, episode one, and uh, there are so many great things that happen in this episode. It's a great, great start to a new season, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. How are you? I'm, I am well. I, I too am excited for this episode um to talk about it good both both the parks and rec episode and this podcast episode perfect then i think we have come to the right place cool and uh i don't know about you but i this week uh was christmas time and mm-hmm. we got the, the new year same here uh celebrations coming up and yeah what 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 day is it where you are um and uh the schedule's all different and all weird for our normal recording time. And, uh, and so normally it is light outside when we record. And I think that brings a level of energy to the recording, uh, that is helpful. Currently it is dark outside and I don't know what that's going to do for our energy level. I don't know if it makes you feel like you're just talking into the void. Um, but it's, it's going to be an adventure either way. I keep the curtains closed in my office anyway, because it's in the back of my garage. And so, this feels this this feels like when we normally record. So my energy will be exactly where it always is. All right. Well, good to know. Middle good to of know. The road. You'll definitely be the foundation of our energy. Oh yeah, I'll be the bottom of the pyramid. Perfect. That'll come into play later. And uh, one of the uh, things I'd love to hear from our listener out there, if you have an email address, send us an email to parksandconversation at gmail dot com. Let me spell that for you. P A R K S. I'm not going to spell the whole thing. It's a long email address. I get it. But uh, just have your uh, your smart device start the, the email and then uh, just start talking at it. That's what my son does when he texts me. And uh, they're still <laughs> spelling mistakes. I don't know. So Siri is not uh, good at spelling. No, oh, neither is Alexa. And I wonder if this is a public school situation. Mm. these public AIs. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where the AIs got their degrees. Yeah. Who knows? Or where they are in like the spectrum of taking over the world. So if they're uh, making spelling errors, at least we know they're not like ready to take over yet. So that's good. Or they're dumbing it down on purpose. Oh, they are. No, oh, they're trying so to smart. earn some trust. Man. I saw a video today that Boston Dynamics company that makes the uh, the robot dogs that they try yeah. to kick over all the time. You should never look at their robots. Their robots are super creepy. They they ro- one of their robots now can dance. Yeah, like and like, I mean, it's not like good dancing, but as far as robots go, it's probably the best dancing. Was it? I just have to ask. Was it doing the robot? Ironically, no. Isn't any dance a robot does at that point the robot? I guess. Good point. Wow. I'm <laughs> wow. My brain hurts a little bit, uh, maybe because it's dark outside. Who knows? Oh, man. Um, yeah. So I don't know. But, like the robots, the however you send your email, send send us one. I was looking in our email device today and uh, we got a lot of updates from Twitter. Oh, that's good. So, At least they're about, staying in touch. About what other people are posting on Twitter. So we got that going for us. And uh, yeah, so you send us an email and review, write, rate, all that stuff. Do that on the the internet, the places, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Audible. I don't know if we're on Audible. Who knows? So yeah, anyway, let's talk about this episode, season three, episode one. Okay. It, it, uh, the the official title is Go Big or Go Home. And the, the basic premise is 
they're coming back from the the shutdown of the government and the budgets have all been super trimmed and Leslie is trying to get some money from Chris and Ben who hold the purse strings of Pawnee in their powerful paws of not wanting to give people money. And uh, Leslie comes up with a great plan to help to enlist and to go out on a date with Chris to get money. At the same time, there is a thriving basketball league that is started in Pawnee for the youth. And uh, it's going to be great. Now, now, Jeremy, you you are a basketball player. Yeah, I have. I've played. I've played some of the round ball before. Yeah, and uh, do you know John Tesh? Uh, John Tesh is one of my actual my second cousins. Are you joking right now? Oh, there's no way to tell. I mean, you're both tall. Mm-hmm. So well, we have, we have a meeting once a quarter. All the tall people. <laughs> what is the cutoff for that? Because yeah. I've never been invited to that. How tall are you? Six. You tell me. <laughs> I'm six three and a half. Years, oh, six four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, are, are you for real related no. to John Tesh? Okay. Maybe. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's fun to it's fun to dream. Man, if you were, I have so many favors to ask. <laughs> uh, so, I need. Well, what would you ask if you had one one favor of John Tesh? What would it be? Uh, I need sweet walk-in music. Because <laughs> he wrote Round Ball Rock, the NBA on NBC theme song. Yeah. I mean, if I had a song like that every time I walked into a room that I could just play on my phone, <laughs> that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. So that's what I'd ask for. What would you ask for, John Tesh? <laughs> oh, why haven't I seen you at the family reunions? <laughs> where you been john yeah ever since you've been on entertainment tonight you think you're too cool for us maybe he doesn't know uh-huh. well here's some intelligence for your life say hi to your mother for me <laughs> so anyway uh so that's the synopsis of this episode hey did, uh, you, did you happen to have a um like a previously on at the beginning of your episode yeah i did yeah did- i wrote that down recap of previous seasons <laughs> Did you feel like it was uh, like they tried to make it straight, but do you feel like it was like tongue in cheek a little bit like the way it wasn't your typical just like previously on? I felt like it was being pretty. I don't know. They were they were making fun of previously ons. Wow. Um, That is a really I didn't think about it that way. I did (laughs) think that they were trying to, you know, make it not boring for people who've watched this show a bunch of times. Yeah. So I appreciated that. Um, oh man, was it tongue in cheek? Maybe I, I'm going to have to go back and watch the whole first and second season. Yeah. Just then to, watch yep. that previously on. Okay. All just, right. See if it lines up. Yeah. I mean, it does line up. I mean, it does. It tells the story pretty well. Mm-hmm. I don't like the guy's voice. Yeah. Maybe that, that was I the did. whole thing. Maybe I was like, really this guy? Maybe that's why I thought it was a joke. Who is that guy? Does it know. say on the IMDB? I wonder if that's included in the IMDB. Previously on voice. Well, like in the cast, let's see. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Uh, trivia no. about this episode. Um, so yeah, we've got uh, Leslie tells Anne to get on the subject of the parks budget while on her date with Chris. And she suggests an example of her favorite movie, Jurassic Park. Parks are great. Parks department needs more money. Four years later, Chris Pratt, who is Andy Dwyer would star in Jurassic World, the sequel to Jurassic Park. Look at that. Perfect. Did you Perfect find connection. Um, I cannot find anything about the previously on narration. So okay. I guess that's not officially part of the show. So let's edit all that out. <laughs> uh, so as it's getting started, mm-hmm. this episode is getting started. We, uh, see a, we see Ron Swanson out in the woods chopping wood. Being Super Ron Swanson. And then Leslie pulls up and yells, we're back. We're back. And Ron just says, bully. Bully. And and so here comes Leslie. She's rounding up the team. Next stop, Lady Foot Locker. 
to pick up Tom Haverford. Now, remember, last uh, last season, we learned that Tom's best friend in the whole wide world, John Ralphio, John Ralphio, is uh, employed at Lady Foot Locker. And so perhaps John Ralphio got this, uh, this Lady Foot Locker gig for Tom. Who knows? But that's where I live in my head canon. And he is... Tom has a tendency to be a charming person. And so he's trying to charm this lady into uh, uh, appropriate shoes for her. And she's like, these are too small. He talks about how they're like the uh, Cinder. He's like Prince Charming because the she he's always able to get Cinderella the right shoe or whatever he said. And uh, she says, these are too small. And she said, well, the real Cinderella didn't have hippo feet. So that's cool. Customer <laughs> service. He must be doing great. Um, and uh, and so Leslie comes and gets him and he's like, he quits on the spot, tells his boss, uh, Jeremy, I think is his boss's name. It, it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, that uh, he's been giving uh, sports bras away to the ladies at Orange Julius. And uh, he's uh, basically like burning all the bridges uh, on his way out of Foot Locker. Next stop is Donna on the phone at Kernston's Rubber Nipple Factory. As, and as we know, uh, Pawnee has two industries, the Sweetums Factory and Kirsten's Rubber Nipples. And, uh, and so she's selling nipples. And uh, Donna, Leslie comes out. And, and before Leslie can even say anything, really, Donna says, are we back? And then she gets in the car. And uh, my favorite, though, is Jerry, <laughs> who is, uh, you know, he's two years away from his pension and he's enjoying this shutdown. He's picking up some hobbies. He's painting. Mm. And we'll see that Jerry is a very accomplished painter. I mean, even that painting that he's doing here of this landscape by the river and all this, it's beautiful. Unless he comes in and is like, you don't need that anymore. And he, she throws it into the river. And uh, that wasn't nice. That okay. wasn't not nice, but it was very funny. Yeah. I watched, I was watching this with my daughter and she's like, why did she do that? <laughs> like, cause it's funny. <laughs> There's no reason other than it's funny. So it's not the first uh, time she will do that in this episode, Jerry. No, she's yeah, she's, she's no one's nice to Jerry and no. that's going to continue on. Uh, and then when they all get in the car, uh, Tom is in the back seat in the middle between Donna and Jerry and Ron's in the front seat. And Tom's in. I called shotgun. You all heard me. Credits. <laughs> so. I think it's hilarious that she had to go around and pick everybody up. Like a simple phone call would have sufficed or a text message. Like she needed them right then and there in that moment. Right. And here's the other part of that. They all drove to those different locations. <laughs> right. <laughs> so <laughs> she's going to have to take them all back to their cars or something. Are they going to Uber to their cars out in the woods? If you get in an Uber and like the directions are the woods, your Uber driver is going to think this guy's going to murder me. <laughs> and if it's Ron Swanson getting in that Uber car, they have every reason to believe that. Because he's not a nice looking person. No. Uh, yeah. Not when he's so, wielding an axe. No. <laughs> Speaking of Ron, as the credits end, uh, he comes in and is like, I am not one for speeches. So goodbye. And he goes <laughs> into his office. <laughs> So I love that. Um, Leslie comes in and, and she's all rip roaring and ready to go. And she's like, hey, we got a mission to make this town fun for the people who live here. And uh, and so she's getting everybody ready to go. Um, and then we also see Andy calling April saying, I've been trying to get in touch with you. If you're trying to leave, tell me something. I'm not I'm not good at picking up signals because she's been dodging all his calls all summer, apparently, or however long the shutdown lasted. And, uh, and so she's, he's like desperate to talk to her after Anne kissed him last season. And so he's just doesn't understand what's going on. So, uh, yeah. So the office is coming back together. The teams get back in place. Andy's shoe shine business is going to have some shoes to shine. Things are looking up overall. And then Chris and Ben come in and Chris gives the good news. They've got some budget. They're going to keep things moving and yada, yada, yada. And Ben gives the bad news that their only work is maintenance. They're in maintenance mode. And it's one the of only the worst, worst kind of modes. It's, it's, well, it's better than like death mode. 
Yeah. Not as good so, as the Pesh mode. I, I'm going to take your word on that. I don't think I can name one Depeche Mode song. There's Silent Mode. Airplane Mode. I, w- I think Airplane Mode would be my favorite mode. Mm-hmm. If you actually turned it into an airplane. That'd be cool. Yeah. Someday. Yeah. Anyway. So when Ben tries to get everybody excited about just the fact that they can only do ongoing park maintenance and they're in maintenance mode, Jerry is the only person who's stoked about that. <laughs> Like, cut the camera, pans over to him. He's like, yeah, (laughs) hands up. Uh, And so they're all kind of frustrated. And he says, oh, wait, there is one more thing. Uh, In Indiana, if you don't have a basketball team, like people call you names and throw things at you. (laughs) So like that's the one thing they budged on. Yeah. Well, they have two teams. Right. Which now this is where I'm going to lean into your uh, basketball Mm -hmm. Understanding. I never played basketball in an organized way. Okay. Um, Only disorganized basketball. That's the best. Uh, Yeah. We, uh, no uniforms, Mm -mm. rarely a ball, uh, played in flip-flops. So, I mean, not great. Yeah. And, uh, probably a lot of arguments too. Like if you don't playing with the ball and it's like, that was a swish. I'm like, no, you missed. It's like, I got a piece of that. Like how, man, (laughs) must've had some, Well, I was just dominating all the time. I would get up in that paint and I'd just throw some shoulders, elbows, whatever. Uh, and I would, uh, yeah, I'd block them out. I'd set up a screen. Yeah, I'd, you're you're I'd, already better at this than Tom. That's for sure. I'd, I'd drop some dimes. Sure. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? It is a thing. Now, can I ask you, what, what does that mean? Shooting for 10 points. <laughs> <laughs> a really, a really good pass for an assist. A dime is a good pass for an assist. Mm-hmm. Oh. Cool. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. There you go. So, so see, see listener, Jeremy is the expert here on basketball. Um, two teams. Is that enough for a basketball league? Uh, for a two team league, it is. Okay, cool. So they're going to play each other every week. Yeah. Or multiple times a week because basketball is one of those games where they can play a bunch of games. It's true. Yeah. You could be in a two team tournament. Man. Wow. I wonder how that tournament's going to turn out. 50 50 shot. Yeah. Wow, man. It's like, it's like every day is the playoffs. It is. Oh, it's exhausting. (laughs) All right. So, uh, so yeah, so they're going to set up the two teams and it cuts to the practice and, and Ron's team is intense. He's a coach. Uh, and it seems like Ron is really digging, uh, this opportunity to help these young boys become men. Mm -hmm. Uh, he, helps them understand the rules about haircuts. Um, and uh, that's one of my favorite parts of this montage of Ron when he points at a kid with floppy hair and he says, are the clippers broken in your house, son? Uh, <laughs> then it cuts to him shaving that kid's head. <laughs> so, uh, but also part of this is Swanson pyramid of greatness. Mm, yay. Which is an important part of uh, what Ron has been working on in his philosophy for his entire life. Um, and I, I think even now what we find on the internet, I mean, the, the Swanson pyramid of greatness is an evolving pyramid. There might be some things that change over time, uh, that become more great or less great. And so I think it would be good for us just to take a moment, just to talk about some of these key elements on the Swanson pyramid of greatness. How's that sound? I I think that's, that's great. And the other thing I want to point out too, is as we go, um, you know, just keep in mind that it it starts at the bottom and goes to the top, you know, right? So so we're assuming that whatever's at the top of the pyramid is the the most important. Right. Is that can we Okay, cool. Yeah. Do you want to start at the top? No. No, it's kind of ruined. Do you? All right. Well, no, let's okay, let's look at are you looking at a picture? Like then it's just a bummer on the way down. Right. Okay. Are you looking at a uh, at a, a copy of this? I think what we should do no, well, I have art. it memorized. So you just tell me oh, what, what level, what size. Okay. okay, perfect. I'm, have you seen? Sorry, I'm not as devoted to the Swansonian Smith, uh, the Swansonian period of greatness as you are. So yeah. I'm, I'm still new. Have you seen the Queen's Gambit? Because that's that's kind of the approach that I took with Parks and Rec. So okay, <laughs> uh, I have not seen that. All right, I'm too busy watching Parks and Rec. Uh, so let's talk on the bottom level. 
What's your favorite element L- on the bottom level? L- on L1? Yeah. Um, L1, yes. Yeah, probably. Wait, are we becoming Scientologists? <laughs> <laughs> no. We're okay, good. Wansonologists. Uh, I want to I keep on my Thetans. Yeah, I like Rage. Rage is a pretty good one. Uh, one Rage every three months is permi- <laughs> a Rage. Like it's a unit of anger. One Rage every three months is permitted. Try not to hurt anyone who doesn't deserve it. It doesn't just stop at anyone. It's who doesn't deserve it. So Ron is okay with violence or the Swanson pyramid. That is except only one every three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one rage. Yeah. And it's like you? a just, it's a just rage. It's directed right. towards those who invoked it. Uh, my favorite on this level is <laughs> there's two, but uh, first is capitalism. God's way of determining who is smart and who is poor. It's <laughs> good. Uh, the other one, the the honorable mention is body grooming. Only women shave beneath the neck. <laughs> so, all right, L two, L two. Um, yeah, I, I I like masonry. Building walls makes you strong. Defending them makes you even stronger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, oh man, a good a good. I'm, I'm a big- strengthens you twice basically yeah it's like it's like chopping wood it warms you three times that's right uh crying is my favorite acceptable at funerals and at the grand canyon (laughs) yes and having been to a funeral or two and the grand canyon i'm with ron on that one yeah i could not stop crying when i went to my grandpa's funeral at the grand canyon it was devastating Wow. Actually, what a combination. Yeah. But the thing is, is actually that that's not true. It was, we had the best time because two, the two things actually cancel each other out. So we were fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's a large, right. large grave. <laughs> <laughs> that's depressing. Uh, yeah. All right. L3. L3 stillness. Don't waste energy moving unless necessary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's actually one of my actual tenants in life. So, you know, I like that. And L three, it's a it's a pretty good place. I I would have put it personally. I would have put it higher. But uh, yeah, how about you? Uh, I <laughs> I'm gonna go with cursing. <laughs> There's only one bad word: taxes. If any other word is good enough for sailors, it's good <laughs> enough for you. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. L four. Um, oh yeah, pick your protein. <laughs> Pick your protein. <laughs> well, here's the thing. L4 is the protein level, right? Right. Except for fish, which is for sport only and romantic love. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> so uh, I don't I don't fish. Um, so if I had to do, you know, romantic love is is great, but really this feels more like the protein. Um, I'm gonna go with pig protein. Okay, so you're going with the bacons and the hams and the porks. Yeah, and the sausage, for sure, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, gosh. You know what? Um, I think I, ooh, I do like all those things very much. I think I'm, I'm going to go with pig por- protein also. I do yeah. like a good steak, but I don't have steak every day. No. I can't have bacon every day. That's right. All right. L, are we on L6? One, two, well, L5, three, L5. Four, L5. 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 Yeah, it's right above protein. Yeah, I got lost. They don't. They, Ron needs to number the sides. But sorry, I, I didn't mean to talk ne- negatively about Ron. It's okay. All right, that's why there's What's two. Your favorite? There's there's two pictures of him looking at you incredulously. I know, just judging. Oh, right. You, you should know this already. Uh, discipline, uh, not not like like the punishment kind, but the work ethic, the ability to repeat a boring thing over and over again. Yes, that is discipline. All right. Mine's going to be with uh, <laughs> skim milk. That's right. It's on here twice. Avoid it. <laughs> yeah, because it's down on L3. We didn't talk about that yeah. one. I also like the tire really quick because shorts over six inches are creepy pants. Shorts under six inches are European. <laughs> so Not bad. Just like, like this is European. That's all you need to know. Exactly. We'll so. get to know uh, Ron's thought about the uh, Euro, you know, European side of things later yeah all right l6 l6 um haircuts three acceptable styles high and tight crew cut and buzz cut yes good uh i'm gonna go with greatness itself (laughs) the best revenge (laughs) (laughs) 
Perfect. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, are we on seven? Seven. All Wood- right. Woodworking for sure. I would love right, to this level with- has three items. So you're going with woodworking. Yep. I too will go with woodworking. Okay. Not weapons or welfare avoidance. No, I do like that. They're all the W's. That's true. Plus right, with, weapon, with, with woodworking, you could form a weapon to avoid welfare. So kind of, yeah. Um, I buff, see. Buff a for sure. Whenever available, choose quantity over quality. Yeah. The other option here is America. The only country that matters. If you want to experience other cultures in quotes, use an Atlas or a ham radio. <laughs> uh, I'm also going to go with buffets. I love America, but I can't eat America. No, but going to a buffet is a lot like that. Yeah, true. Good point. So you Good. win, win either way. Yeah. Uh, so th- the top level, which uh, I mean, we, I'm not going to force this to choose is honor. If you need it to find, you don't have it. And yeah. as you get to know Ron, Ron does become one of the most honorable people. He lives by a code mm-hmm. and he stands up for the people that he cares for. So I think he nailed it. This pyramid of greatness. Yeah, it's pretty good. You definitely check it out. Um, we won't post it anywhere, um, but you can look it up and uh, yeah, check out all the different ones for yourself. Yeah, the, There's some the really good ones there. The main reason we won't post it is because we don't own it. So all yeah. these people who are like making prints of it on Etsy and stuff, like, I don't know how they get away with that. Yeah. Ron's coming for you. Yeah. So Ron's team is intense based on the pyramid of greatness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we also will find out that Andy's coaching a team and it is chaos. It's true. I think we should just, let's just focus on the basketball side of things and then let's go to the other side. How's that sound? That's fine. Yeah. Let's all do right. It. So Andy's team, uh, he's coaching is just absolute garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm not the expert. He's more like the unorganized sports that I played growing up. Um, at one point, Coach Andy is sitting on the court eating pizza. Yeah. So uh, he kicks the ball out of the off the court into the stands. Uh, he he's a terrible coach. He say, he he says, "Hey, check this out," and then kicks <laughs> yeah. it. Go get it. <laughs> yeah oh. he's really bad at oh, coaching yeah. but at least he's picking them up helping them dunk and stuff yeah they're definitely going to have fun with andy mm-hmm. um yeah. and uh you know we get a moment with andy where he is talking about coaching and he says every time one of these kids calls me coach it reminds me that i agreed to do this <laughs> yeah so um yeah so th- we have two teams one is run by a strict, uh, you know, precision-based coaching method. He's actually like doing fundamentals and like drills and stuff. Andy is going for more of the let's eat paste and have fun kind of party. Um, and uh, the other aspect of this league is they seem to only be able to afford one ref. Mm-hmm. And that ref is Tom Haverford. Fortunately, he already has the Lady Foot Locker uniform. So he's basically signed up by default. Right. Like you already have the shirt. It fits you. Um, and so their first game, uh, things are don't go well. And largely because Ron is dating Wendy and Wendy comes in uh, to watch Ron's team. And Tom then begins to sabotage the team altogether. Uh, Ron, he makes Ron's up team. Yeah. Did I say? Ron? Yeah. He, Tom is sabotaging Ron's team. Mm-hmm. Making up fouls, double dribble. Uh, you got to shoot the ball from the stripey thing. Uh, all kinds of things where he clearly does not know the rules of basketball. So, um, again, let me ask you, as the basketball aficionado, mm-hmm. uh, what would you do in that situation if you were coaching a team with a ref who had no idea what was going on? Well... Usually in those situations, they would have a score table and you could go uh, complain and register a formal um, uh, complaint about the refereeing and uh, not you, you wouldn't have to accept the, the win or the loss. And that's probably what I do. Um, I'd also call a timeout at some point um, and have a pull the referee aside and say, what do you think? Do you even know this game? Because you're very terrible at this and see what they say what how would you approach this 
Uh, I would probably just sit there and just be like, I don't know what's happening. I, he's clearly got a whistle, so he's in charge. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to trust that he knows what's going to happen. Yeah. That's probably what I would do. <laughs> you're so, down there on Andy's team. You're coaching with Andy. You're like, I'm coaching. I'm coaching with Andy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. So, huh? all right. So, yeah, things continue just to get out of control. And uh, eventually, Tom uses the nuclear option that every ref has, ejecting people from the game. So he starts with the, the players of Ron's team, all of them, and then Ron, and then Wendy. He ejects everybody. And while this is happening, Andy is just laughing the whole time. He has <laughs> no idea. He's like, what's going on? Uh, Ron gets so mad, and he's dressed like Bobby Knight mm-hmm. from, uh, was he, did he coach Indiana University? He did. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Knight, you know, famous for his temper. And uh, he would throw chairs and have all kinds of anger problems. And so at one point, Ron, in his rage, throws a chair, looks like Bobby Knight, acts like Bobby Knight. He is Bobby Knight. And I love that it's not like one of those outdoor plastic chairs, the form molded ones. So it just kind of mm-hmm. like bounces and clatters across. Yeah. I don't yeah, think they, so- really, they really wouldn't have wanted to throw like a, a real metal chair. Because it would no, have that- somebody. Because that's what Bobby Knight across the floor. This is right. a metal folding chair. Man, I remember when that happened. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that guy's unhinged. Yep. And, uh, His players sure were scared of him. So he had that going for him. Yeah. So, and you know, Indiana, I've, I've seen Hoosiers. Mm-hmm. You know, they, Indiana loves their basketball. That's true. Almost as, lo- as much as Dylan, Texas loves their Panthers football. Oh. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't lose. So, uh, that's a different show. Wow. wow. Uh, <laughs> Just, yeah. Wow. <laughs> love, me, right. love me some coach. Coach Taylor. Everybody needs a Coach Taylor, man. That's right. Uh, all right. So, uh, so that's the basketball side of things. Sure. So, let's jump over to the other side. Okay. Where Anne and Leslie are talking. And, you know, Leslie... Uh, is talking about how she needs the money money for the budget for the team, and she's really bummed that they can't get it. And Chris comes along and asks Anne out again, and Anne says no. And Leslie's like, wait a second, I got a great idea about how you might be able to help us get this money. And she asks the question in a really uh, innocent and uh, fine way to ask a friend for help. She says, how do you feel about doing the things prostitutes do Minus the money. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah. So uh, the basic plan is Anne is going to go on a date with Chris and over the conversation of their Chris, of, over the conversation of their, of the, the evening, uh, she's going to ask Chris to consider giving money to the parks department because they both love Leslie so much. Why wouldn't they want to help the parks department? Sure. Yeah. And what and while that all happens though, she actually kind of like starts to like Chris. And then he finds out that it was all a ruse. And I know I'm jumping ahead. I know I'm totally spoiling it, but I'm just letting you know it's an entire rom com in half of an episode. Yes. And she did a lot of work in just like five minutes. Yeah, she wasn't even like the 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 you know goofy looking girl who was then beautiful later. That would have been pretty good, but you know, next time. Next time. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So we know where it's going to go. He's going to find out. We learn here that Chris loves dates. Mm-hmm. He loves connecting with people. He loves new learning new things. He just loves dates. He doesn't believe he's ever had a bad date. And Anne on this date, they went to a different restaurant than what it seems like they've gone to. So now Pani has a second nice restaurant. Um, and uh, Anne asks, "Why is he so positive?" And we learn that Chris had a blood disorder that he wasn't supposed to live past a few weeks and he's still alive and uh so he that's why he's so positive because every day is a gift for chris traeger and uh yeah so ann thinks things are going well and she uh calls leslie and leslie's like did you ask about the money she's like i don't know how to do that and then that leslie's like well i'll come try to help and she was already at the restaurant (laughs) so she's crazy um so she goes and sits down with them and then what then also shows up Huh? How do you know? 
Ben knows Leslie pretty well already, apparently. Um, and she Ben tells her that she's not very good at being sneaky. Uh, and uh, that will be important later because she's not. It'll all happen. Um, so date continues. Ben tries to leave and tries to get Leslie to leave. And Chris is like, let's take this date to the stratosphere. And so they go to the bulge. <laughs> Pawnee's gay nightclub. And while they're there, Chris gets hit on by a guy. And he's like, oh, no, I'm here with my date. And in fact, let me buy all of you drinks. And uh, so, yeah, Chris he's is, just there Chris is the to best. party. Yeah, he's a pretty, uh, pretty swell dude. Like he likes to to just like have fun. He wants to help everybody feel good and, and be happy. You know, he's a nice guy. Um, and so, you know, Leslie and uh, Ben are off to the side at the bulge and she gets a free drink. And Ben's like, why'd you get a free drink? Well, well, I performed a gay wedding for two penguins. Uh, so I'm kind of a gay hero here. <laughs> um, and, uh, so then they, uh, Ben tells Leslie about ice town, which was the reason for his impeachment. And, uh, oh man, I didn't write down the headline. Did you write down the headline by any chance? Um, yeah, I, I do believe so. It was ice town cost ice clown town crown. Yes. They were really into rhymes. <laughs> so I love the headlines, uh, in Pawnee and, uh, having recently finished Ted Lasso, there's an episode where, uh, one of the characters just yeah. on the, on the spot just comes up with some really great rhymes for the headlines of the, of the uh, paparazzi papers and tabloids. That's the word. And uh, I was like, man, that's really great. And Pawnee would be, would benefit from her writing skills. So, uh, yeah. So as they are uh, talking about this, Leslie, like ta- Ben is like, I'm doing this to try to earn credibility. Like that's his whole MO in, in his work. And, um, Leslie is like, Hey, at least you tried something. Mm -hmm. At least you tried to make a difference in your town. Even if they didn't like it, you went for it. You, you swung for the fences, uh, which is, is Leslie's whole MO. Let's go for it. So, um, and, uh, so then they all reconvene at some point at, at the, at, at the table talking and Leslie convinces Chris to consider the money for the park and then uh, he says, yeah, OK, I'll consider it. And Leslie says, mission accomplished. <gasps> uh, and uh, dun, dun, dun. Chris is like, what mission are you talking about? What is this? So Leslie tells him her whole plan. To convince Anne, to convince Chris to give money to the budget for the park department. And Chris just had his first bad date. Man, uh, my heart is heavy. There's not enough supplements in the world, you know? No, no. I mean, this was, this was truly a Shawshank Redemption. Um, and so. What was the worst date you ever went on? Well, uh, worst date I ever went on was, yeah. gosh, I've only had uh, one girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And that would be my current wife. Oh, okay. Kathy knows. All right. So, Kathy knows about that. Um, because that Kathy is that, uh, better way to say that I'm sure. Uh, but my first date with Kathy was actually not great because we, uh, I locked my keys in my car in down, downtown Seattle and my dad had to come <laughs> unlock my car and it was a, it was homecoming and we had rented an Argosy boat cruise dinner thing before the dance. Uh, and so. Uh, 30 of my friends watched uh, me as my dad was on, come, coming to unlock my car. Uh, <laughs> so that was pretty bad. That's good. That's pretty memorable. Not bad. Yeah. Or, what about you? Really bad. Really bad. Uh, so kind of the, well, a little bit the same. Um, we were on a date and we head up to like up north. We were a couple hours away and um, the car broke down. <laughs> And so we went to the gas station to uh, call in some help. And there was somebody there who was like, hey, do you need a ride? And we're like, well, yeah, because this isn't 
you know, going anywhere. So uh, my date and I, <laughs> my who is now my wife, um, we hitched a ride back home with this person. Uh, again, this is about two hours away, but they were driving us to somewhere where a friend could pick us up. And uh, we, instead of going to the freeway though, he gets on one of the, uh, a back highway. And uh, yeah. And so we, we kind of both looked at each other and then he, he saw us kind of nervously looking at each other and he goes, Oh, don't worry. This is where I take every, all my people to kill them. (laughs) And he just started laughing and we drove the rest of the way in silence. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's so perfect. That, that, that yeah, that really happened. So there you go, man. That sounds, uh, that sounds amazing. I'm glad you lived to tell the story. Yeah, her too. <laughs> wow. What uh, what car were you driving? Uh, it was a Chevy S10. Oh. Yeah. Little, little Man. Pickup, pickup truck. Blew a is it the one that you currently own? It is. Ah. <laughs> it is. It does, does it that's die. amazing. It, it breaks down. It just doesn't die. So <laughs> that's that's awesome. That's yeah. that's awesome. That's good. So I got both the truck and the and the girl in the end. Yay! Huzzah! Looks like you won. Bad Murderer day. zero. <laughs> Jeremy eight. I don't know how I got to eight, but it's good. I, I'll take it. Yeah. All um, right. So uh, where are we at? Andy sees April. Oh yeah, next day Andy sees April through the window. Uh, from his shoeshinist station and he le- drops everything uh, and runs and goes and say, Hey, where were you? I left a bunch of messages and you never called. He's like, I was in Venezuela. And then in comes a handsome devil. I love that. Ed- he responds Eduardo. Oh, across the pond. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. He, th- he has no idea where Venezuela is. Uh, and, uh, and so a- April's boyfriend shows up, Eduardo and uh, Andy is, shocked that she has a boyfriend from venezuela uh so but then we see Anne going to chris's office to apologize mm-hmm. and they she asks let's start over let's have a real date let's make this thing like let's i did this because i love a i love leslie and she's my best friend and all this stuff and so they agree to start over um total, back to total rom-com trope i'm telling you yeah it's all yeah. in there Nailed it. Uh, Les, they cut back to Leslie in her office and she's recording some budget solutions on a giant dictaphone uh, with like hand recorder thing. It, that thing was huge. Yeah, that was large. I was like, I, I, I think I may be just spoiled. But even when this show came out, I had an iPhone with a voice memo function. <laughs> like, this technology. Poppy, Nirvana hasn't even gotten there. Oh, I guess so. Um, so Leslie's recording some budget solutions and Andy comes in and asks Leslie for advice. Uh, and Leslie says, Hey, you got to swing hard, go bigger, go home. And you don't like the kind of look like the kind of person who just goes home to which Andy responds, I don't even really have a home. <laughs> so he's got nothing to lose. It's perfect. Yeah. He's in a great situation right now. I don't even have a home. Uh, so this is where Leslie comes up with this great idea to relaunch the harvest festival. This was what Pawnee was known for in the past. And like, this is the chance they need to, as a department, they need to go big or go home. They need to swing for the fences. And so they make a presentation uh, in which all of the parks department comes together to talk to the, to Ben and Chris and say, we want to do the harvest festival. People will come to see our, uh, for the rides, for our food, to look at our very fat citizens, all these different reasons why people would come to Pawnee. Um, and also and, attend uh, the festival. <laughs> yeah, and attend the festival. It will rise. It will raise money for the whole city. And small businesses will benefit. Like everything about the festival is like, yeah, that's a good idea. This could really bring some life to the city of Pawnee. Um, and uh, as the the presentation is coming to an end, the camera cuts to Chris, who is crying. <laughs> He's crying. He says, "This is a great idea. We need to do this." And Ben. Says, yeah, all right. <laughs> so they're good to go. But there's a catch. There's a catch. Yeah. yeah. What's the catch, Jeremy? Well, the, Tell catch, us. The, the catch is that they will try to get it all sponsored uh, for as little money as possible with local businesses. But if they, uh, if 
they make a ton of money, then they get their budget back. And if they completely fail, they can cut the parks department forever. What? So it's a gamble. And that launches all of season, most of season three. Yeah, which is great. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they even ask Ben and Chris even ask, are you all down for this? And they say yes, except for Ron, who says, I. <laughs> so it's good enough for a sailor. Um, yeah, it's good enough for a sailor. Uh, the the only person who seems to not want to be part of this presentation is Tom. Did you watch Tom at all I, during this whole? No. He looked like he looked like he didn't want to be there. Like I maybe like they wrote this part of the script and he never got those pages. I don't know what was happening, but Tom looked perplexed as to what is going on and why am I holding this pumpkin? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, it was probably yeah. part of the presentation. He had no idea what, why. Yeah. Now they're all saying, like, yeah, we'll all say, yes, we don't, you can cut our jobs. And he's like, what? <laughs> I don't want to go back to Lady Footlocker. I already told can him. I a regular Footlocker? Please. I don't even understand why they have a, a Lady Footlocker and then Footlocker. Like, it's not men's Footlocker. Um, so in the olden days, Jason, they used to split mm -hmm. people up by height. And then that's how you could get water, at least at my school, and also pictures. But there's other oh. ways that people used to be split up. And I don't want to get into that. Uh, but uh, I don't know if they even have Lady Foot Locker anymore. I would hope not. Because like, I understand why, like if, it's your, if you're only selling women's shoes, right? I get it. Lady Foot Locker, sure. But you just come up with a different name that you won't and be the same company. Like Gap and Old Navy, they are the same company. They just have different names. It's true. They're owned by the same parent company. So whoever was the branding genius, I mean, I, I, don't, I would never call a store men's Foot Locker because men and locker smell, and foot all smell terrible. I but, shop at men's Barnes & Noble. <laughs> I would not go to that. So, no thank you. Hard pass. Um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, so yeah, they're going to go. That's that's the you like you said that that this Harvest Festival gives a direction for the season as it's getting started. It gives a reason for uh for Ben and Chris to stick around mm. uh to build relationships with the parks team. You know, it's all all good things. It's interesting, it's good. It's it's going to be fun uh, as the season continues. So yeah, and um, Andy Andy approaches April and is like, "This is his go big moment," and he's like, mm -hmm. I'm, "I want you back." And she's like, "Meh." And there's some you know funny interchanges as far as because Eduardo doesn't speak English and and he doesn't speak Spanish, and so April's making stuff up in the middle, and Andy's like, "You know what? I'm going to I'm going to keep coming back day after day after day." So even their relationship is kind of moving in that like we don't know what's going to happen, but you know. Funny things probably will happen in the future. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things I love about what April's doing, Andy, Eduardo doesn't know what Andy's saying. And so she's telling Eduardo that Andy is thinking about becoming a woman. <laughs> and uh, Eduardo says, follow your dream. <laughs> do it. You should do it. <laughs> follow your dream. Which is like right in the Andy Dwyer, like philosophy of life. Catch oh, yeah. your dreams, shackle them to your heart. <laughs> so well, plus the fact that as far as he knows, like <laughs> he's basically giving him permission to pursue April. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I think that kind of backfired on on April. Um <laughs> so, oh, she's fighting both sides. She's like, now I got two guys fighting for me. It's great. Yeah. Well she's, she's smart. Maybe. Or Zuzu is just being reckless and doesn't know what she wants in life. So oh, only season three will tell. Yes, it will. I do like Eduardo. I do wish uh, Eduardo was around a little bit longer. Yeah, because he, he's a fun character and like him and Andy, uh, they're fun together. So. Um, all right. So this episode. Great start. Didn't get a ton from Jerry or Donna in this episode, um, but we got zero from Mark. And I'm happy about that. Because Mark is gone. And this user review from February 27, 2019, before we recorded anything. So it's not just me. 
This is from CM Burton hyphen two nine eight seven five. Do you wait, know him? Wait, wait, two seven five? No, two nine eight seven five. I, no, I know two nine eight, but not seven five. Um, and you said that this this was written in two thousand nineteen. Yes. Somebody really, I mean, you got to really not like a character to write a review for a show that's been off the air for eleven years. Well, not eleven. Yeah, close to it. No, that, uh, I think it was off the. It went off in 2014, I think. Six years. Sorry, I did sure. it in the beginning. Anyway, yeah. So this is the review. The headline: Many stars, maybe ten stars. I can't count things that are the same in a row. Ten stars. No mark is best thing. <laughs> this is a late <laughs> review. Years after watching and rewatching this show, but getting rid of Mark was the best thing ever. <laughs> CM Burton and I are on the same page, and you can all. One of the fun things about IMDb is. Uh, you can see what else people have reviewed. Um, and uh, here's one for better things. I don't know what this is. I think it's a TV show. Mm-hmm. Four out of 10 stars. Their headline, not a comedy. <laughs> so, right there. there you go. Yeah. Uh, Brockmire, favorable matchup. Season four, episode one. one. Two stars out of 10. Where are they going? <laughs> so, only Brockmire knows. Uh, but, I mean, Christmas Chronicles Part 2, two stars. What? <laughs> <laughs> the Flash, Success is Assured, Season 6, Episode 19. What? Two question marks? And now this is one where I get, uh, I think I'm in full agreement with CM Burton 29875. Ted Lasso, 10 out of 10. Nice. Wonderfully funny. CM Burton has uh, an interesting taste in shows, but, you know, and he also seems to be very perplexed often. Yeah. Uh, well, let me give you this. Okay. Uh, Boy Meets World, I'm going to be like you, Dad. Season 7, episode mm, 14. Mm, four, yeah, 14, I thought. What would you What would you give that out of 10 stars? That one? That was only like, oh, man. If I remember right, yeah, there was that. The, and then the about probably a four. Well, CM Burton gave it 7 out of 10. Uh, the headline, what? Question mark, question mark. First line of his actual review. Why are they acting like Eric has never worked at the store? Well, and that's the whole problem. Like the, you have to suspend your belief too much for that. So I just, I didn't, that seven's generous. I, I love what this person is doing. <laughs> they are just going through and writing individual episodes of TV series. <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> oh my word. It's the little things in life, you know, uh, load more. Yes, please. <laughs> All right. I feel like at this point, if I had control of this situation, I would just slowly fade this episode into music as Jason's just sitting there reading. You just pretend. So I'm just going to say goodbye for, for us. And he's going to do his thing. And so we'll probably talk again. Looking forward to the next episode, season three, episode two, flu season, 9.0 IMDb. Uh, and hopefully Jason's done with all of uh, CM Burton's reviews by then. So talk to you guys later. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see ya.